Like if, like, yeah, you have to have a muse for your inspiration. Absolutely. Yes. And right. You, and that comes I am from, a muse. You, I am a muse. <laughs> you're a muse? You're, are you really? No. But don't screw with me. Then I'll be like, oh my God, she's right. She's never been real. I'm the only one that can see her. <laughs> No, they, no they, wonder no one's listening to this podcast where this weirdo talks to himself. It's just me talking to myself. Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. I've been, I've been thinking about this a lot because I'm the type of person, I grew up religious um, really, 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 really religious and grew up in that type of community where uh, like everything was touched by God. Like, uh, like I could, I could tie the idea of God to everything. And then I dumped that and I, and I dumped it. Um, like it was a, it was a, it wasn't a, Oh, I just drifted away as much as it was a, Oh my God, I can't believe like I believed any of this. You all are crazy. I can't believe this is happening. Like, um, and when I dumped it, it was like baby with the bathwater. And and I've been coming back to this idea that inspiration or um, art or being able to create anything is actually coming from a space outside of me. And it's kind of like there's a there's a quote I remember. It's uh, something like inspiration happens or like the muse will happen, but they have to find you working. Like they'll find you, but they have to find you working. Mm, and like so that. it won't work unless you're unless you're crafting and unless you're working on something. And then when it does work, when that's happening, you're like, oh my god! Like I, I can't like look at this. Like what what came out? I've had that happen with. Well, the we've referenced it before. The panda piece that I've shared with you before, that was totally one of those things, where I got done with it and I looked at it and I was like, that doesn't look like it can't. I mean the writing sounds like me uh, because of the craft and the things I've worked on. But I was like, that's smarter than I am. Like that's, <laughs> that's what it felt like, like when I saw it. And so I was, I was, I, I'm, I'm curious. You're I, it's, it makes me feel cagey to talk about the metaphysical when we're talking about creating, but if, if it exists, like it, this inspiration or the music, like whatever you need to call it, God, muses, inspiration, like, I don't know, like the unconscious, like whatever it is, just is something that, that we don't see and it's outside of us and it's bigger than us. If that exists, then the idea of creating for no reason is even more important. Like it's, it's, it's almost like an opportunity to connect with the divine over and over again. It, it, it makes art or making anything, writing, art, performing, cooking. It makes all of that like almost like a form of prayer where you're trying to connect to something like that. And so I was, I was, that's the thing I've been really interested in this week and thinking about it. And, and now that I'm done with my monologue, that's gone on way too long <laughs> and you're just going to talk the rest of the episode. <laughs> I'm curious what your thoughts are about that. And have you, have you, have you experienced that in, 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 in your life and in, in the work and the things that you've been working on? Have I experienced that as, okay. So there's so much that you just talked about. That was a lot going on right there. <laughs> that was just a, that was a complete buildup for you to say, well, Sean, you're, you're my muse. 
You're my muse. Yeah, no, I'm not. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. I agree with you. And I think what I find interesting is, oh, there's so many things. There's so many things about this that I love. There are just so many directions that we could go with it. this is why create. Okay. So like you said, when you're create, when you create for no reason with just like that sense of playfulness, that is when you start to notice things that other people don't notice. And that's what I find so fascinating. So like you said, whether it's cooking or writing or even, and even in your business, any kind of work, when you are creating your only by creating are you able to see things that other people don't see. Are you able to create something that no one else possibly could have thought up or created because you have spent the time to put all the, the, these things together? So whatever the creative creative project you're working on, the more that you work on it, the more that you start to see how what you're working on relates to something else in your life and you can make those connections. So it's almost as when you're talking, I'm thinking, yeah, it's the same thing as what we talk about. Trust the process, put in the reps, do the work. And the more that you do that, the more that you uncover things that happened this week for me in my business, because there's things that are crystallizing so much. And I'm thinking, I wish I would have thought about this six months ago, but I couldn't have seen it six months ago based on where we were and based on the team that I had. So, so yeah, I think it's, it's, it's interesting. I love getting your take on it though, because I've never thought about this as far as like creating as a, as kind of a form of prayer, but it's, it, but <laughs> well, it starts to sound, even when I was talking to you, I'm like, wait, I think that that's, I, I think, that's what it ends up uh, it, again, like using even just that word, like any religious context. But when you look at um, like William Blake is a, is a great example. And and Shakespeare would say the same thing. And uh, Sylvia Plath would say the same thing. And I know I just bring up writers as examples, but if we think about it from a business standpoint, like I know recently for a business that I have, and working with other people and teaching writing and doing writing workshops and things like that. Um, I didn't plan on it being a business. I didn't plan on making any money for it. I just wanted to do it because it's something I want to do in my life. It's part of my vision, my five year, my 10 year, whatever it is and doing it. And then when the woman that's in charge said, okay, here's how much I'm going to pay you for it. Send me an invoice. I was like, Oh shit. Like, I'm going to have to come up with an invoice. And, and, and that's a, that's the kind of thing where it's easy for me to talk myself into, yeah, just keep doing it for free. Like, or just keep doing it. Cause you like doing it or just keep doing. Now that fits into the create for no reason. But the other part that's create for no reason would be, well, Sean, spend five minutes and see if you can figure out how to do an invoice. Like just take five minutes. And what it did was it led me down this, this path where there was still an end point, there was still a finish. I knew I needed to do this thing. Um, but probably a, an hour and a half later, I had 
a logo for my business. I had the beginning of a website for my business. I had a program, a platform online that I'm using to do the invoicing. And I can take payment via card check, PayPal, whatever. And that, that was only an hour and a half of work. But if you would have said to me, Sean, figure out all that type of stuff, I would have been like, oh man, it's going to take forever. But all I did was start working. Like just little tiny steps. And then it's almost as if the muse or inspiration or, or God or whatever it is, it's, it's like, as soon as you start to, I don't know, it's like mixing, you know, it's like mixing the organic peanut butter when you buy it. And it's like, you start and you're like, Oh, this is going to make a mess. This is too hard. I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> you got to get that oil down. That's right. It goes everywhere. Yeah. And it's, a, and you're just like, Oh, this sucks. But you do it a little bit. And if you just have patience, then it really starts to, it starts to open up. Like you're unjamming things in your, in your mind. And then you're able to, you're able to create. And so then what, I guess then the question is for myself selfishly or for you selfishly, or for the people that we work with or the people that are listening, what is it just that simple of like, I mean, that's not simple that everybody just say, pick up a pencil and do something right. Or go make a sandwich. Like it's but not it quite is. that. It is, <laughs> it is that simple. It a hundred percent is that simple. If when you really, when you really look at it, how easy is it for us to make excuses to not do what we keep saying we want to do? It's very easy. And you know what? We justify the reason why we don't th- do things all day long. Like you could have justified, oh, I don't, I don't want to do, I don't want to figure this stuff out. I'm just going to do it for free and keep doing it for free. And you know what? That would have been totally okay. But instead you say, I'm going to get into, I'm going to have a little bit of pain because I'm going to have to figure some things out, right? Like you're going to, you're going to see if you can make it work. And then you did. And guess what? It was a lot easier than you thought it was going to be, which is typically what happens because going kind of to your point of when we got started with, um, we were talking about the art of war. It's like, that's the resistance. We're all, we all have the resistance to do the thing that we should do. And half the time we realize once you sit down and do it, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was a lot easier than you thought it was going to be. Or it brought up something else that is pushing you even further, pushing you in, in a better direction. And we're actually talking about this and I'm reading Guy Raz's book, How I Built This. Oh, that's so interesting. I just saw Guy Raz. Um, oh, you did? Well, GoDaddy had a uh, a big customer event and not long ago. It was a month ago. And Guy Raz was the, was the keynote. Why didn't you invite me to the um, event? Uh, well, I just knew, you know, you were busy with no, your social calendar. Not even true. You needed to... <laughs> You need to fill your dance card. I feel <laughs> like I should be on the VIP go to uh, the, v, the VIP list. So there. please add me to that list. Thank you. <laughs> well, and the great thing about his stories are the same. Of, the, of uh, like other things we talked about is the, uh, you know, I'm so curious. I know it's like this resistance idea or things like that that, that come with it, but I've had so many conversations and I know that, you know, 99% of the people that are listening experience this exact same thing, which is we know that when you break down something like writing warm piece, you can break that down into like 45 minute chunks, 15 minute chunks. 
and still be able to knock out War and Peace. And it would not take you your entire lifetime. And usually what happens when you break it down to a 15 or 45 minute chunk is that you end up doing it for two hours and you're totally fine with it. You're not, you don't feel overwhelmed. You feel great. You're in the middle of whatever it is that you need to work on. And you just, you put in, you put in that little bit of time a day after day after day and you end up with something. We, we know this, like we know it, we know it just based off of, you know, eating pizza every day. You know, you're like, well, I know how to do that. I can, I can, I like, I want to weigh 15 pounds heavier. So I just need to, <laughs> I just, I need to eat this one thing a little bit more every single day. You, you know it, but you don't know it. You know it. You don't think about that. People aren't thinking this no, way. We, we think about the end. Yeah, that's like it. You, like you said previously, like, I, wa- I want to know how to play the piano. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily want to learn. learn how to play the <laughs> piano. I just want to know how to play it. Right. Like I don't like same thing with people that are trying to lose weight. Like they don't want to go through the process. That's the that's not the fun part. They just want the outcome. Well, I don't know of anything that's super, super. I mean, it's easy for me to say that it's painful. Like, oh, no, that's going to be painful. But I, I don't have a lot of things other than like getting divorced. Right. Or starting over on something or moving. Like there are big things that are painful. That totally makes sense. But the things typically that I would say are painful that would prevent if I don't do it, it would prevent the inspiration, the muse, whatever it is, that metaphysical thing to help me guide me flow through me, open up the channel, like tune in with the right radio frequency or whatever it is. What's fascinating, even like what you said, like like the going out and figuring out how to invoice somebody that is not painful. It was not even close to painful at all. And, and it, it's just completely fascinating to me how I, that, that anybody, I, mostly myself, because, you know, a lot of the time I can be really hard on myself, but some of the times I think I'm really hot shit. And, and then why, why is it that, that I allow myself to believe, Sean, you have to swallow the whole pie first like you you have to do it all at once like you have to finish the draft of your book this week or or you know like you never finish anything because you're not done with xyz and i'm like well i'm not done with xyz but it doesn't mean that i'm not going to finish it and the only way that i feel good about that is if i just still do a little bit at a time and if i believed i don't know why i think this well no i do know why i think if i respect it and honored and had like a reverence for the creative process and the fact that inspiration will find you, you know, like muses will find you Um, like whatever it is, will find you. If I really, really believed that, I think there's a little bit more of me that would be like, all right, well, I know how this part feels. Like I know that I'm going to write something that makes no sense for a period of time. That period of time usually lasts less than five minutes. Like it doesn't last forever. Yeah, but it, you like, you do know that. You but, do know that. Because you do it every time you write. I, I, I know. <laughs> Sorry, like that's what's crazy about it. It's like you get done and it's uh, what's uh is there an example of like in literature or in movies of somebody that's really helpful? 
like a, a ghost, a spirit, an elf, or whatever it is, or just a person that's really helpful. And after they help the person, then they like wipe their memory and then, they, and then they come back again and help them again later. And then they wipe their memory and they're like, Oh my God, who are you? This is so helpful. You're so wonderful. <laughs> Cause if there's not, I need to write that book. Uh, write it. But I think that's exactly what it, what it feels like. Why is it? I don't think I'm alone. I think you're like this to a certain degree, right? That you have short-term memory loss. Like for some reason, you know, or maybe you're not like this. Maybe that's why you're wildly successful. And like, everybody's like, oh my God, have you talked to Kate? Stab it. Talk to Kate. She'll save your life. She'll save your life. <laughs> but why, like, where does the, where does the short-term memory loss come from? If I know that this is the way, this is the way that it works. I don't know. I don't, or, or anybody's not just me. Where does that, where does that come from? Where we want X, we know that X does not take like an extraordinary amount of effort. Like it takes a little amount of effort every day. Like we know, like we know that it's that it's like running a marathon or learning how to play the piano, whatever it is. We know that that's what it is, but we'd rather watch Netflix than, than do it. I mean, the amount of time that we put in watching like, or I do like into I was just watching an episode of Wonder Woman oh my gosh, from like are? 1978. Like, like I was watching that episode instead of learning how to play the piano. Right. Like I, I'm not, I should be hard on myself all the time about that sort of stuff, but that's an hour I could have been running and training for something different, or that's an hour I could have been doing something else. Anyways. Okay. I'm going to be are we quiet. In therapy. I feel like we're in therapy. I feel like I need to get my degree to help you, you properly. Okay. <laughs> Listen, no, you, so are you telling me that you don't experience that? Okay. I do experience what you're talking about. I don't think I internalize it as much as you, because in, to me, I, this is why I would be horrible as a therapist because (laughs) I, I'm like, if you want to do it, oh, you, you want to start going to the gym three times a week, then go to the gym three times a week. I don't understand. Just do it. Like you have to just do it. Like, and I'm, I know that this happens to me. And I think when I start thinking about it, like if I sit down to, to write or do something, I have that feeling of resistance which I I know I call it resistance. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous that you have this feeling of resistance. Just sit down and do it. And I just sit down and do it. And if there's things that are more challenging when I think about like that, they are that they're like a bigger thing and it's going to get me more frustrated. Honestly, I just think it's, I think it's different for every person. I think for some people it's fear. I think for some people it's procrastination, fear being, they don't know what's on the other side. They don't know if they can actually do it. I think that sometimes stops me if I'm going to sit down to do a big project or I'm trying to figure something out in the business and the direction. And I know my team needs me to figure certain things out and I have to make the right decision. I sometimes am like, oh my gosh, I have to make the right decision. This is, I make it a much bigger deal than it is because really the only thing I need to do, our only job is to show up, 
to show up and do our best work, to do whatever it is that we say we're going to do and do it as the best that we can. And I think so for, for all of this stuff, when, when you feel that resistance, it's fear, it's perfectionism. It's like you said, when you sit down and cause I have, I used to have that feeling too. I want to sit down and I want to write the whole book. And I'm over that feeling now because honestly, because of months and months of being in this book writing course that I'm in front of people every week with the same challenges, talking about the same thing, talking about how my book sucks. This is, I'm having these breakthroughs and some weeks are great. Some weeks are horrible. Some weeks I'm able to write 250 words a day and other weeks I'm like, oh my gosh, I have nothing to say. And, but every day you just sit down and do the work. So now I'm kind of rambling, but I look at it in two directions, in, in two ways. I consciously know that I just have to do it and that I'm very comfortable with it sucking, knowing that it's going to, the only way to get any kind of good work, whatever it is out, is to start with that crappy draft. That's the only way. Like I'm working on on our strategic plan right now. And if I thought I have to sit down and write the perfect strategic plan, that's very overwhelming. But to sit down and think, oh, I just have to start it and draft it out. And it's going to be a work in progress for two months. That takes a lot of the pressure off of me. And now I'm able to do the work. Because I don't look at it. I'm not as metaphysical as you are. I'm more. You're a liar. I know. No, no, no. Listen, I. I think inspiration, you create inspiration by doing. That's totally true. That, so I just look at it like that. But you, but you do. Appa- I'm just not as do, thoughtful as you, apparently. You, stop. <laughs> I think it's the same. But you do believe in inspiration and that inspiration yes. comes from somewhere, somewhere different than just. Like I'm like right now I'm looking at a brick wall or I can, I can still smell the oatmeal that I ate. Like it's something different than our normal senses is where the inspiration comes from. And it could be the secret place from within or the seed of the universe or whatever you want to call it, but that it comes from somewhere else. Yes, I believe. Yes. Well, I believe in the power of prayer. So I think the more that we're experiencing things, trying things, praying about things, meditating on things, all of that helps our mind get to a place of creativity and abundance instead of fear, which is kind of a a lot of people's normal state because Mm -hmm. there's a lot to be fearful of or Mm -hmm. they think that there is. And that's why I love, as you do, great books and great... I just read this really great poem today. I printed it out. I left it at the office. But words like that, that inspires me. And it does not only the words inspire me, but I think, oh my gosh, how did this person create this? Mm -hmm. Like that to me is inspiring. And so I'm like, if this person can create it, I've got to be able to create something. (laughs) (laughs) And even if it's not that good, just knowing that when I read things like that, I want to get better. Like I want to get, become a better writer. And I know that this person who wrote this piece has probably written for years and years and years. Just like you, I look at you and you are so good at, you've read so many books and you've read great literature and you bring up these incredible authors and all of these different books that 
quite honestly, most people have probably not read, but you not only have read them, but you've thought through them in a really interesting and different way. And that is inspiring. Like when we talk, it makes me want to read great literature. (laughs) Sure it does. It does. No, I, I like I th- th- you bring up a really good point and I've been trying to think of a way to distill it. And I think I have advice. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. This is a, this is sage. Is this, this advice is a, for you or for me? <laughs> this is for people listening because you're not going to listen to my advice. I'm just going to hope that some people listen to my advice, which is I'm really it's going to be great. Uh, maybe. Uh, who knows? Well- um <laughs> Well, now it better be good. <laughs> well, and I should preface this with like, I'm wrong all the time. Like 83.9% of the time, 84% of the time, I'm wrong. There's two Not things. True. There's no. two things I think that are helpful to me. And, and, and this is more of like a recognition, but it's something tactical that you can do. So instead of like, for me, I agree with everything you're saying. If I were to call you and you were like, just do it. I'd be like, oh, that's not helpful right now because I'm in a weird place because I'm a poet. Like, I don't know. Like, I would that's just That's why be, I said I'd be a horrible therapist. Well, I know, but you, you, don't, <laughs> you don't do it either. Like, you'll call me. And if I was just like, just do it, you're like, uh, and then I have like, I'd that, be like, we, not helpful. We have Goodbye. had that conversation before. Um, but I think, I think there's two things. One of them uh, I took from a book by uh, Twyla Tharp. A uh, famous uh, dancer, choreographer, brilliant book. I think it's. Oh man, I should look at looked it up while we were talking. I think it's the Creative Habit is the name of it, or something like that. And it's 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 beautiful. But there's an exercise in there that she has, Ooh. and I think that this exercise um, can be taken to sort of a broad way of looking at life. And the exercise is to go. I think it's. Oh, well, there's two of them. One of. Them, I won't go over the first one. It was to go a a day or a week and try to continually come back to noticing one thing. And, and she, she chose color. So it would be in the course of just a course of an hour, like anybody that's listening right now, find the color red, like everywhere, like everywhere around you, just find the color red. And what it does is it just gives it for me, it, it gives me a different way in the moment at that time, makes me present, but gives me a different way of looking at the world. So that instead of just like sort of letting the world happen around me, I'm not controlling anything. I'm not trying to like control the outcome of what's happening, but I just start to look at things slightly different. And when you look at art or you read books or you watch, um, I think you watch films that, that force you to look or force you to think instead of just washing over you because that's what real life does, right? It just sort of washes over you. Then that gives you, that's one way to, to tune into a frequency because there's not just one frequency to turn it, to tune into the, the muses or inspiration or God or whatever. There's not just one frequency. It, it could change daily. And just like any radio dial, there's depending on where you live and like, or depending on how practiced you are doing this sort of stuff, there's, there's, you know, 15 different frequencies you can turn into at any particular time. That's one way to tune into a frequency, I think. And, and uh, okay, that's one way. And then we could go on and on about that. But the second way for me um, 
the second way for me, and we talked about this once before, is just um, time boxing. The second way for me is to set a time, an amount of time, and the amount of time is negligible usually. It's like five minutes. And it could be a huge project I'm working on. It could be the stuff I have to do for my team. It could be... It could be that I just want to write something or I need to work on the podcast or I want to make some music for something that's coming up and play around, you know, in GarageBand or whatever it is. And it's something that's looming even like, oh, I need to do my taxes, whatever it is, it's looming that if I pull out a timer and I say, I'm doing this for 20 minutes and I'm going to get as far as I can in 20 minutes, then it's almost as if my, my finger, my thumb and my forefinger is just it's just tuning into that frequency on the dial, like on the radio, just a little bit closer. And then as soon as it starts to come in, then I'm like, Oh yeah, I like this song. I remember this song. I know what this is like. I know what the station is like. And then it starts to, then it starts to flow. And you know, maybe, maybe everybody listening, they're like, Oh, I'm like Kate. I just, I just do it. But for me, like for me, I need like these, these silly little tricks where I, so, need need the help to do that sort of thing we're actually saying the same thing i know because when i say just do it it's i mean really what i mean is get started right lee you, you just have to start like that's that's basically what it is it's we can talk ourselves out of anything and it's much easier the easy choice is to go turn on netflix and hang out the hard choice is to sit down and start doing the thing that you do want to do, but mm-hmm. you know, it's going to, it's, it's, it's work, it, right? It's like, like it's only, a, it's, only the choice is hard. A lot of the time. That's exactly, that, that is, that is exactly the, it. Yeah. That you, that's it. That basically sums it up. Like you, cho- like you, there's that crossroads between you're going to Netflix or going and hanging out with your friends or drinking or whatever, or, doing the work. Yeah. What at the end, what are you going to feel most excited about or, or fulfilled by? That's why when people talk about like some of my friends, they know I'm obviously my friends know I, I, I like working out, going to the gym and all that. And so when they start that habit and they call me and say, Oh my gosh, I feel so amazing this week. I went to the gym three times. I had more energy like they want. And I say to them, that's, the reason I go every day. It's the end result. Do I love waking up at five in the morning? It wouldn't be what I choose to do every day. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not, it's not as, I'm not even going to say as miserable. It's not miserable. No, it's not. It's not miserable at all. It's because it's the mindset of it, right? Like Mm -hmm. now, I mean, I've just been doing it for so long which again, we go back into the, the more that you do it, the more you find inspiration in it, the more that you enjoy it. And everyone's on their own journey. Mm-hmm. And for me, like now it's, I look at it in a whole different way. I wake up and it's just, that's just what I do. I don't even think about it anymore. It's not even a, it's not even a thought. It's just what I do because, and that it's the same thing as writers, right? All the greatest writers say you have to get up and write, even if you don't feel like it. Yeah. Right at the same time every day or write X amount of words. Well, and it's not, a, and it's not a lot. And it's, and it's not a lot. No, it's not it's a lot. It's not a lot. All right. So humor me then, even though, you know, you're probably more traditional on this type of stuff. If you had 
a muse or you had to name like let's say it's inspiration or it's god or whatever but you had to come up with a name for your muse that shows up and is like all right kate i'm here i'm gonna like i'm just gonna i'm gonna pump you full of inspiration gonna flow right through you down to the like a casita like a mother-in-law apartment in my backyard like how much was that he's like i'd be into that i would totally help you do that and i'm like I, you're the only person I know that would even be confident enough to say yes to that. And so then he becomes a, a somebody I want to steal from in the way that he behaves and, and what he does. And I think that those are, those are good. There's elements of my grandfather growing up. And I think I did that my whole life where I wanted to steal from. And the number one thing to steal from my grandfather, storytelling. Mm. Like he could just tell stories. But then you had to live a life where you could tell those stories, like you had to live a life so that when you're all hanging out, eating hot dogs on the 4th of July and you tell a story, then you get to see the grandkids eyes get really big. Then that was, that was one of the things where I wanted to like, I wanted to steal that and incorporate that into my life as well. But you don't think that you don't think that you get that same thing with people that you don't know. In, don't, in today's world where so many of them share their morning routines, what they do, what they think and what they do and what they create is so public and out there. And the books that people write, the, the stories that they share about how they live their life and what they're involved with and how they got to where they are. I mean, that whole, the whole arc of someone's life and story in an autobiography, even though you don't know them, like you're picking up the phone and calling them, it feels as though, you know, them well, in a way that you could steal from but they would they most of them i think would also be the first attempt. like as far as advice on like a, a morning ritual on being a better writer things like that yeah you take those things and you experiment and you see whether or not they work for you but i do i do feel like it, eventually you run into a wall if you were to grab onto somebody like that and say hey i'm gonna be you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to be like Seth Godin, or I'm going to try to be like Ethan Hawke. And the reason why is because I, I, I know what you're saying when, when you say like, yeah, so many people are out there and they're vulnerable and they're doing that. And I'm like, eh. but they're not like even, even Brene Brown, who I, who I really do love. I think she's phenomenal. I would tell everybody, read every, everything she writes, read it. Um, that book on vulnerability still left me a little bit like, yeah, but I know that you're like a thousand times more vulnerable than this in the way that you're presenting. Like eventually you just, you never get to see them. You never get to see them, you know, uh, sitting at your house Sunday dinner and start crying after eating, you know, cherry pie and talking about how much they miss Twin Peaks because they're going to present a certain way because that's what they do professionally, especially now people that present vulnerable or present like I'm a real person or present authentic. It's still a presentation. It's just like reality television. So even if they're really good at it, and even if they're super honest, most of the time, I'm still not quite seeing the full picture of the, okay, but what do you do at eight 30 at night when you're feeling like, really empty. You're not sure what you're going to do moving forward. I don't, I need to be careful convincing myself that somehow I know that person that's celebrity. And um, a review. We would so appreciate it. We love doing this and love being able to serve 
the creative community and helping more people find joy in their life. Wow, that was a really great close. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. You're just waiting for me. Waiting like, for you. Oh, all right. Anything I'll, else? I'll talk to you later. <laughs>